What is up and welcome back to the TCP Podcast. This is Tyler Clark with TC Performance and as usual, greatly appreciate you guys for tuning back in. Real quick, take a second to review this, to rate it, share it, whatever platform you're on. Do everything and anything that you can with this podcast to make sure that we're spreading the word and getting more people to listen to this show because I'm trying to get to as many people as I can, help as many people as I can, network with as many people as I can. And that helps wherever you guys are able to help. So so do your thing real quick. Really appreciate it. it goes a long way. Anyways, this week is all about affordances. And I'm going to break down what exactly an affordance is, why it even applies to basketball, skills training, and all this important stuff. But first, I just want to preface this by saying, if you know who I am, you've been following the show, following me on Instagram, whatever, you also know who's in my network and who I know pretty well now, who I subscribe to, who I vouch for, and so forth. Guys like, you know, Coleman, Tyler LeClaire, Yorick, Gabe Macias, Matt Dick, all these guys that are in my kind of circle, my my network, they all have similar philosophies and similar training styles. And what's, what's huge is the games-based approach, right? And way back in, I believe, season one, talked about motor learning, skill acquisition, so if you don't really know what the games-based approach is and constraints-led approach or constraint or whatnot, go back to that episode. It's on motor learning. It's on skill acquisition. I do a pretty good job of breaking down the science behind it. And I, in my opinion, I think that I made it pretty you know, digestible for anybody and everybody to listen to. So if you're listening to this right now and have no idea what I'm talking about when I mention a games-based approach or constraints or motor learning, definitely go back to listen to that episode. And we talk about it in a couple of different episodes with guests and things like that. So do some of your own research, go back to that episode, then come back to this one maybe, or just stick around and I'm going to do the best of my ability to break down what an affordance is and why it's so important. So to, to start, everybody has affordances and and everybody experiences affordances and it's going to be dependent on who you are as a person so an affordance is simply an opportunity to act and it's 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 the action possibilities within an environment the available affordances like i said vary for each individual and depend on the individual's abilities intentions and the characteristics of the environment that they're in so like i said it's going to vary person to person And it's very dependent on that person's skill or their abilities, their intentions, and then the characteristics of the environment. Now, what exactly does that mean, right? So my affordances, my opportunity to act is going to look a lot different on the court than LeBron James' opportunity to act and his affordances, right? So if I'm driving to the hoop, I'm a 5'11 white guy who, you know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty agile, I'm pretty quick, but I'm not I'm not 6'8 LeBron James who's quick as shit, bouncy, like strong, you know what I mean? He has a different set of abilities, intentions, limb length. He, he's a much different human being than I am. So he's going to have different affordances. He's going to see different opportunities to act than I would if I was driving basketball. If we're both driving, he's 6'8, he has probably a 6'10 wingspan. Like I said, I'm 5'11". I might have a six-foot wingspan. In some situations, if I drive a basketball or if if I drive to the hoop, I may pass it because I don't see an opportunity to take a layup. 
Whereas LeBron James, being 6'8", with a 6'10 wingspan, he has an opportunity. He, he's afforded. He sees an opportunity to act, and that being a dunk or a layup, right? So I'm not as tall as him. I'm not as quick as him. I'm not as strong as him. So I don't see the opportunity to take a layup. Whereas for him, he's much stronger, quicker, faster, can jump higher, bigger, taller, all these different variables, these different things based on his person. So now he sees an opportunity to take that layup. And that's what I need you guys to understand. So an affordance is an opportunity to act. Every single person, it's going to be different. It's going to vary person to person, individual to individual. And that's, to me, a good place to start. So what do we do with that knowledge? Where do we go from here? As a team coach or trainer especially but more so if if you're if you're an AU coach a team coach or a skills trainer you need to recognize one what an affordance is and two now what do we do with those affordances and how do we apply those into our on-court sessions and how do we use those affordances to manipulate the session and the environment to help this player get better right so you you come equipped with your affordances, right? Your opportunities to act. You see certain things because you are built a certain way. You have specific intentions. You have a specific skill set and you perceive the court and the environment in a specific way that's unique to you, very different from every other person. So if you're a, say you're a pass first point guard, you're that way because that's how you perceive the court and your first your opportunity to act, your affordances on the court is to pass the ball. Your opportunity to act is to always pass. You're literally not wired to see the opportunity as shooting the basketball, finishing the basketball, scoring the basketball overall, because you've been a, you've been a pass first um, point guard your entire career, right? So that's, that's your affordances. Those are your opportunities to act. Whereas somebody who always forces the drive they're wired differently. Their opportunity to act is to always score. They never see the pass. So how can we manipulate a training session to train that, to help tweak those affordances and help this player see a different opportunity to act, right? So maybe that pass for his point guard, we need them to be a little bit more aggressive. So if they're trying to score the basketball, they draw a defender, it's easier to dump down that pass to a to a big or drop it out to a to a corner pass what whatever whatever it is how can we manipulate the training session to help the person in front of us based on their affordances right we need to help them see other opportunities to act Uh, a perfect example is how would you train steph curry and russell westbrook in the same session very different affordances right they're almost polar opposite uh play styles Steph Curry is obviously I'm shooting everything. He's shooting from from half court. He's pulling and he's immediately turning away, right? Like confident shooter. He he will drive the basketball. He's obviously a very competent basketball uh, ball handler and so forth. But at the same time, he's not trying to dunk on anybody the way that Russ is. He's not trying to get downhill quite as much because that's just not his game. That those aren't his affordances. That he doesn't see those as opportunities to act. So how would you switch? And make a training session more so geared towards Steph Curry as, okay, we want you to be downhill. We want you to play more like Russell Westbrook. What would you do? Well, now that's where you put in constraints. That's where you apply the games-based approach. 
you you create an environment where that's the only opportunity they see. Now you add some context. They have to get downhill. You take away the shot, and the constraint could be you you can't shoot a jumper or you can't pass the ball. You have to finish at the rim, whether it's a floater, meeting them right at the rim, it's a layup, whatever it is, that is the constraint put on the training session within that environment. So now that's the only opportunity that they perceive. That's that's the only way they can score. That's the only way they can get past this drill, finish out the right way, right? So for somebody who is very, very, say, Steph Curry-like, where they just jack that thing, like they they put it up every single time they get the ball. They don't even think about getting downhill. It's starting to become a little one-dimensional, easy to guard. All you do is push them off the line whenever they get too far. They're not putting up any sort of shot, or maybe they're not confident dribbling the ball downhill, whatever it is. It becomes easy to guard. And because of their affordances, they become extremely one-dimensional and easy to shut down. So in a training session, now you get them out of their comfort zone and put them in an environment where you add some constraints or maybe it's a small side of game where you can only score by going to the rim, getting downhill and then passing it out, maybe getting it back, getting a shot. Or like I said, just strictly making that constraint, you have to score at the rim. That's the only way you can get any sort of points in this drill, right? And figuring out ways to do that for every single individual that you have, whether it's in a group session, which that becomes harder, but if you have an individual session, how do I gear this training session and make this environment a lot more conducive to their play style, to their affordances, and how do I push them out of their comfort zone and really, really make them work to expand their game, to expand their perception, and so forth, right? So let's go back to the Russell Westbrook example. How could I help this individual who is purely a slasher and maybe just doesn't see the three as an opportunity to act right i was actually that player whereas like i out perfect kick out right they would kick the ball out to me i'm wide open in the corner and like no no defender anywhere near me i just did not see that as an opportunity to act right i just didn't want to put the ball up i didn't want to shoot the ball so i would drive it into defenders and honestly fuck up the whole offense and that is an issue that actually happens a lot i see that a lot kids are scared to shoot the ball but maybe they just don't have that opportunity to act maybe that's not maybe they don't see that as an affordance right so how can we make that training session conducive and effective in making this person view an open three after it's hit the paint been kicked out to you nobody's around you how do we help this athlete see that opportunity to act this is where you can get creative as a trainer right add some constraints create a small side of game where the only thing that that player can do is shoot the ball. They have no other option. They have to get out of their comfort zone and actually understand that they need to shoot the ball in that situation. One that I like that's super simple is you start with a passer on the block and then you have a shooter in the corner and on the wing, right? The passer on the block passes it to whoever they want. Then that person becomes a defender. And then whoever they pass it to as a group, those two shooters the two offensive players only get one more pass so the first person they pass it to can either shoot it or pass it so either i'm confident shooting that thing with defense in my face or i'm passing it and if they pass it the person who catches the ball has to put it up like there's no other thought so take any other decision take any other thought process out of the equation 
because they need to understand that this is an opportunity to act, right? And if you keep repping that out, it's going to become like second nature because in those situations and small side of games, whenever we add constraints and so forth, it becomes extremely contextual to the actual game, right? So whenever they see a situation similar to that, okay, pass to the corner, one more, have defense shifting over, like I'm open. I can see the hoop. There is no other thought process going on as of right now besides shoot that thing. I'm putting that thing up. Whereas before, if you didn't challenge this in a training session, one more pass, I'm putting it on the floor immediately, right? Because before you add any sort of context or train this in a session, what is their opportunity to act? What is the affordances? They don't see the three as an open shot right? They're, they're just trying to put the ball on the floor. They're, they're only trying to score at the rim. And I might be pushing it as far as like the Russell Westbrook uh, reference. But to me, I mean, there's a lot of times where Russ could easily take a three and he puts it on the floor, tries to drive it. And there's a lot of people out there that are very similar. And myself in high school was included, right? I would be wide open, could easily take a jumper, could easily take a three, but I decide to take one, two, even three dribbles into the paint, try to finish with like three or four defenders right there, right? Or I could kick it out, whatever. That's fine. That person was also as open as I was. So what? it's just unnecessary, unneeded action at that point. So you're also making the flow of the offense and the game much simpler if you can help your athletes see these opportunities to act, right? So the affordances or opportunities to act that you currently have you're not you're not a prisoner to those right you can train these and you can get better at seeing certain things if you're not good at driving to the hoop and seeing a kick out like if you're a point guard and you need to draw defenders and then kick it out to the corner if that's what you're being asked of or in all honesty all point guards and all guards that handle the ball should be able to do that they should be able to drive to the basket draw some defenders and then once you see two three defenders on you pass that thing out because somebody else is open right but if you just simply don't get that how can we train that right create a small side of game defense passes the ball they close out hard left or right and then they have another defender right under the basket maybe it's a one-on-two situation but you have another teammate in the corner or the wing they're moving right it's two points if you pass it out and they make the shot point system goes to seven for that small side of game, right? Figuring out certain ways to challenge that person to see different opportunities to act. They, they, they think, oh, like I can get two points if I make this pass, make the correct pass to somebody open. And if they hit the shot, we get two points. Now we're closer to seven. Get some competitive environment going. Like now they're engaged, they're, they're competitive, they're trying to win and they see different opportunities to act, right? What about a one-on-one session? Again, add some constraints. Maybe you have the person drive and you're in the corner. Whenever you put the hands up, they have to pass it out, relocate, they get a shot. Something along that line, right? There has to be some sort of perceptual or auditory cue, right? Get the player out of their comfort zone and figure out ways to help them see different opportunities to act. Watch film. Break down some film. Be like, listen, you're driving into the basket and then freeze frame as soon as they go up to take the layup. They have one, two, three defenders. Identify them and be like, listen, look, in the corner, you have a man open there. You have a man open opposite wing. If you pass it there, either wide open jump shot or they rotate, 
one more pass to the corner, easy jumper, right? Give them something to actually see. If you're fortunate enough to be able to coach this person or just tell them to send you some film, break it down, show them like that. Maybe they're a visual learner. And then go over the exact same situation in a session, right? Or if it's a one-on-one session, figure out exactly how you can challenge that exact action. These are the ways that we're going to help our athletes get better. And these are the ways that we're going to help expand on their affordances and increase their opportunities to act, right? You don't, like I said, you're not a prisoner to to your affordances, the affordances that you currently have, how you perceive certain things. You can, you can increase that. You can change that based on a training session, based on a training environment. If you're a coach out there, if you are a trainer out there, you need to recognize these affordances and how we can then attack a training session and help these players get better. The one thing that I will say is certain affordances, like how you perceive the world or things based on like your body, right? Like my example for LeBron versus me, you know, there are certain things that LeBron will see as an opportunity to act that I will never see, right? Him being 6'8", maybe, you know, I I don't think this is talked about a lot, but being 6'8", being tall really helps in your ability to pass and see open players, right? If you're on the right wing and you see a help defender sliding a little bit too much on the baseline, maybe they're further than under the basket, LeBron is 6'8", he's tall enough, he can see that person in the corner, quick skip pass, wide open jumper, right? But maybe I, I'm i not tall enough, so I can't see all the way into that corner. So those kind of affordances will obviously be very dependent on who you are as a person. If you're 6'8", or even 6'5", and you have some height, you have some length, maybe you'll see some things just naturally, more so than myself or other people that are between 5'11 and 6'2", right? Those things won't really change. But if you're driving to the hoop, some moving pieces are added, and naturally you're more of a score-first guard, but you're neglecting the fact that people are wide open in the corner, we can train those things. We can make sure the environment is much more conducive, add those moving pieces, add the context, add the constraints, challenge our current affordances, and increase and honestly expand our current opportunities to act, right? We can perceive things differently based on the environment that we create and just by increasing our skills and our intentions, right? Like I said at the beginning, the available affordances will vary for each individual and depend on the individual's abilities, intentions, and the characteristics of the environment. So boom, the the individual's abilities. If you improve your ball handling skills, you may not see splitting a defense Uh, a double team, full court defense, right? Full court pressure. You may not see splitting that defense to defenders as an opportunity to act because your ball handling just isn't very good. If you increase your abilities, your skill of ball handling, that will now be an opportunity to act, right? Or your intentions. If you change your mindset, my mindset is to drive every single time where you were a pass first, your affordances are different. Your opportunities, the opportunities that you see are going to be much different. You you will act on different opportunities because your intentions are different. And then obviously the characteristics, which that can come down to understanding that the the floor may be a little bit more wet because the court is humid or simply watching film and understanding the defense beforehand. 
right? So these are these are important things as coaches, as trainers to understand how to get the most out of the sessions, how to get the most out of the people in front of us. And I'm, I think I'm going to keep it at that. I wanted to, to touch on this topic a little bit because it all goes together, right? Understanding how we learn, understanding motor learning, skill acquisition at a very foundational level, understanding what an affordance is, what a constraint is, what the games-based approach is, and then just slowly layering all those into your sessions. Because if you have at least a baseline level of knowledge with all this kind of stuff, you will get way more out of your sessions. You will get way more out of your athletes. And it may seem complicated at the moment or when you're learning these things, but whenever you start to piece things together, apply the knowledge that you're that you're consuming, you will see results. You will see anything and everything that you want because it will all click, right? And I'm not going to say like the the journey that I'm on to learn as much as I possibly can I don't really think that there is an end destination. I'm not like, hey, if you if you work really hard and listen to all these podcasts and read all these books and then apply everything, you're going to be the perfect coach and you'll meet that and reach that destination, right? No, I, I, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying you will become better and better and better every single time if you start to apply this information and learn this information, right? This is stuff that not every coach does. Not every coach is a science-based coach. Not every trainer is a science-based trainer. And I'm not saying you have to be. There are plenty of trainers out there that make a good living and do a decent job that really don't know anything about this stuff. Do they know this stuff intuitively? Most likely. Do they know the science behind it? Maybe not. And who am I to say that they should? But I'm saying if you have a general knowledge of this stuff, I truly believe that it'll help you tenfold as a coach. It'll help you as a coach understand a lot more, but it'll also help you as a coach to get more out of your athletes. And ultimately, what are we trying to do as coaches, as trainers, improve the people in front of us, right? We're trying to get them better at the sport that they're playing. Obviously, for me, it's basketball. And for others, it's soccer, football, whatever it is. We're trying to help this person get results, get better, get more playing time, go play overseas, play in the NBA, make money doing this. Right, they're outsourcing us to help them get to a different spot, help them reach their goals. So why shouldn't we be equipped as much as possible, as well as possible? Right. I'm trying to learn as much as I possibly can because I want to be as prepared as possible for every single person that comes in front of me, that comes to me for a service, for training, whether it's performance or skill acquisition and skills training. Right. I want to be as prepared as possible. I want to know as much as possible. So when that opportunity comes, I'm ready. And I think everybody should have that mindset, but obviously everybody is different and everybody has different affordances, opportunities to act. Um, nah, but I, I appreciate you guys for listening. Hopefully this was uh, educational. Hopefully you guys learned something new. And like I said, apply this stuff, right? Read a little bit more on it. Listen to another podcast, watch a video. Rob Gray is a great resource for this kind of stuff. Um, I, I've said it before, but Mastery Hoops, they have a bunch of research articles and resources that you could probably go down and figure out affordances. Tyler LeClaire talks about affordances a lot. Um, a lot of people out there that talk about affordances, uh, Rob Gray's book, How We Learn to Move, talks a lot about it. So I would check out those things, learn a little bit more, but then more importantly, go apply it.
right? Start to see those things in your players, in yourself. Be like, shit, like, I was the kind of player, like, I was a pass-first player. I, I never really thought about it, but I never saw scoring first as an opportunity to act, right? That's I wasn't afforded that. Start thinking about those things and just critically think and then apply things into your own practice, into your own sessions. And promise you, you'll see a lot of results in your training for yourself as a, as, as a coach and trainer, your personal development and, you know, business development, professional development that will go up, but obviously your players will develop too. And that will go up as well. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, I will be back next week, another solo episode. And then the week after that, I have a really good guest on, which I will be posting about who it is, um, next week. And I'm excited for him to get on. I think that you guys will learn a lot. Be uh, performance-based, strength and conditioning. But I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about how things mesh together in skill acquisition development. So for my coaches and, and skills trainers out there, it'll still be applicable to you as always. So I will see you guys next week. And thank you so much for listening. Peace.